Good evening, everyone, and welcome to this edition of the Coach McVay Show presented by Microsoft Surface. I'm JB, along with my friend and colleague, DeMarco Farr, and the head coach of your Los Angeles Rams, Sean McVay. Ow. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead and clarify. You know we're not going to let you get through this show without talking about you getting you a hit. a tough job, man. Yeah, that's, that's, that's not the hardest hit I've taken this year. So it's... Uh, Roger didn't mean to do it. I think the slow-mo made it look a lot worse. But uh, I got a tough chin, I guess you could say, right? Did you tell him immediately it was okay? Because I bet he's thinking, I hit the coach, I'm going to get cut. Oh, you know what? I, I don't think he even realized. He was late to get on the field. So I don't. There was, no, there was no stopping and turning around and asking if I'm okay. I don't think until after the game he realized how bad he caught me. And um, I think it looks, it looks a lot worse in slow-mo. A little soreness today, but uh, nothing... Uh, Nothing out of the norm. X-rays came back negative. X-rays were negative. I'm all good. Awesome. When we spoke with you after uh, last night's loss, it was clear to us that you were nonetheless proud yeah. of the effort that Rams put forward. How come? Well, I think when you stop a team you know, that, that's as special and as explosive as they are offensively, one for six in the red area, you look at just the way that our guys played all the way up until the end mm -hmm. when – um, you know, there were some sudden changes, some tough turnovers. Just, you know, all, all we ask of our guys is to compete to the best of their ability, uh, to continue to fight, you know, all the way until the end. And, and I thought that was on display. I thought there were some real positives in all three phases. But, you know, particularly some of those red zone sequences and just watching the relentlessness and the pursuit and the effort that was on display from our defense um, in a lot of those moments toward the latter part of the game, that was inspiring to me. Uh, hard fought. I mean, you, you went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Kansas City in their house and you made them sing for their supper. I mean, some teams would have got run out of the gym. You know what I mean? I mean, that was a hard-fought victory. But to your quarterback, how do you think he handled that environment? That's not easy to no, be No, it's not easy. That's a great environment, uh, very difficult. You're on the silent count underneath the center in the shotgun, uh, communicating with a lot of guys that were in the huddle for the first time, you know, in that atmosphere as well when you're looking at an A.J. Akiri, some different offensive linemen, skill players that are playing, you know, more significant roles than they've ever done in their past and I thought Bryce did a nice job I thought he did a uh, commendable job there's definitely some things that you can learn from I thought his ability to be able to create off schedule a little bit use his legs to convert uh, some third downs to first downs I thought was impressive and um, you know the, the positive was being able to get the touchdown to, to Van and, and get a couple scoring drives but uh, Bryce handled himself well there's no simulation for playing quarterback at the highest level is there I mean no. it takes you know, 21 other people to even set it up. But, I mean, you can crank the pitching machine up to 95 and hit a fastball. You can, you know, hit a golf ball down the center of the fairway. But how do you practice playing quarterback at the highest level in the world? I, I think repetition is the mother of learning. But, you know, how much can you try to simulate those game-like settings as much as possible while minimizing the risk for injury? That's always the challenge. But uh, games, you know, is the best experience that you can, yeah. get, you know, that you can really get. And he's gotten a lot of experience in preseason games, obviously dating back to his career at Virginia a lot of great production that he had there but that experience yesterday will be so beneficial because he's wired the right way he'll take um, you know the good things and then he'll learn from some of the things that you want to do at a higher clip and and be able to apply that accordingly and so I think um, you know when you're made of the right stuff like Bryce is you can use those things but there's nothing like being able to actually get the game-like experience in those types of settings that it's almost impossible it is impossible to simulate truly exactly hmm. what it looks like in, until you're out there he did some good things I mean some 
things you want back. But sure. I, I thought the drive after Mahomes scored to take it up to 20-3 to three when he answered. Yeah. I mean, for that moment, it's 0-0, Mahomes scores, and you come right back and drive it right down their throat. That is big time. Yeah, and you know, and like we said, you know, to have the fourth down and two conversion for the touchdown I thought was big. Um, there were some good positive plays throughout the course of that drive, and uh, definitely that was something that you can take a lot of confidence from without a doubt. So how do you set a quarterback depth chart for the week ahead in the Seattle Seahawks? I think we're working through that. You know, I think, uh, you know, if John's feeling good, I think you feel good about both those guys. Exactly what that looks like in terms of are they both playing? Is one playing? Um, those are things that we'll work through, you know, after we finish up with you guys today. And, and we'll obviously talk to those guys about it. And uh, part of the plan will be involved uh, around, all right, what are the guys around him? What does that health look like? And then what does it look like once we start to get a chance to get a feel for Seattle's defense and, and the best way to attack them? I guess that's the next question uh, you're starting offensive line same group maybe or working new guys in you're kind of used to it yeah. you know what we'll see um you know I, I think everybody came out of yesterday's game clean possibility that brian allen and ty and Secchi maybe are back available what mm. that means in terms of um how you fit those guys into the lineup we'll see with big ty how he's feeling and if brian's ready to go that'd be a boost to us you make me ask the question. Anything Which new one? this week? I mean, I'm always afraid of this time of the week. How does the injury report look? Any new additions? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, there are a couple new additions. Aaron Donald is, uh, you know, one of the dreadful additions. Uh, you know, got his ankle yesterday, sprained it earlier on in the game. Obviously, like you guys would probably expect and anticipate, you know, played through it, did a great job of impacting the game in a positive way. What that looks like in terms of his availability for this week, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll have some more information um, in the next couple days and hopefully really later today for us. Terrell Lewis had, a, had, his, had his back was bothering him a little bit, limited his availability yesterday. Um, but other than that, you know, you, you feel like you, you came out fairly clean. If Superman, that, yeah. Other than that. Yeah, yeah. I know. Exactly. Well, I know. Actually, that's not true. Uh, Lance McCutcheon also sprained his oh. AC in his shoulder, and his, his availability will be questionable as well. Jeez. Oh, that stinks. I wanted to see him go. Uh, you know, but that, that's the thing about your your target list, pass catch list. Um, I noticed the names. I just didn't see them all in that same combo before. Like Van Jefferson is your number one receiver. Mm-hmm. Tutu Atwell continues to show up. Yep. Showed up late in that football game. So some young guys taking a step forward. Same with Aaron Donald. So I was going to say, if Superman is winged, it's time for some mere mortals to step up and carry his bricks a little bit. That's okay. That is okay. You know, that's the optimistic way of looking at it. Um, you know, it does give an opportunity to be able to continue to build that depth, see how guys handle, uh, you know, an increased role and responsibility as it relates to, you know, what they're doing on game day. And so we'll see what that looks like. Obviously, you always want to be able to have Aaron, but we'll be smart with him and, and we'll see what that looks like. Hmm. Van Jefferson, in terms of his timing, it's almost like week one or two for him, I feel like. He's played his way through a training camp just in the middle of your season, and we're seeing some better things. Yeah, he, he did a good job. You know, he had a couple opportunities where he made some plays that touchdown that I talked about. I thought he had a good catch off the play action where he ran a great route, did a great job setting the DB at the top of it. Um, you know, and he's only going to continue to get more and more comfortable. I think it's being comfortable just being able to play the position uh, with the ball, without the ball, being comfortable to be able to, you know, double up, work edges on people and, and continue to per- perfect his craft as a wide receiver. And, um, you know, you're exactly right. But it is about just, you know, continuing to just accumulate the right types of game experience, learn from the good. And, and make sure that we're learning from some things we want to do better as well. No different than what I was saying about Bryce earlier. That was that first down catch, right? Where he yeah. shook the guy and made the guy fall down? Yeah. A little hot sauce. It was. I, like it was I'm, I'm a drive starter. Yeah, I'm pointing him like he's starting to feel good. He's starting to feel better he now. He looked good there. Uh, speaking of feel better, Allen Robinson. Uh, surprised, I guess, I was out of the loop.
loop, wasn't playing. What happened there? Yeah, so he ended up, uh, you know, he had some soreness in his foot throughout the week. Uh, we injected it with the, you know, hopeful optimism that, that he would be feeling better as a result of that injection. That wasn't the case. Ended up getting a CT scan on his foot after practice on Friday. Uh, that CT scan revealed that he had a navicular stress fracture in his foot, which is going to require surgery and will uh, ultimately end his season. What's navicular? Uh, that one is new to me. Non-weight-bearing bone in the middle of your foot. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Okay. Gosh. You're, you're, you're uh, earning your degree oh. in medical science you, you this season no kidding, in a way right? you never wanted to. But you are right about that. Following up on Robinson, obviously this was not the 22 that we hoped for for him or the Rams. But as you spin it forward to 23, did he and your offense and Matthew Stafford work through enough things within the confines of this year that you feel like you can get to where you were hoping to go? I think so. You know, and, and what people forget about, not you guys, is, you know, even just a lot of the experience that you were hoping to, to establish in terms of the rapport with Matthew and Allen wasn't available this offseason. Totally. You know, Matthew didn't throw it all the offseason, didn't really throw in training camp, you know, and so a lot of that stuff was on the fly in the season where you're having to problem solve. And that's never ideal. You know, I, I've, I've never been a part of a team that had to work through so many different obstacles to even get yourself in a position to try to figure some stuff out with new moving parts and so you're hopeful that we can kind of pick up where those two left off um, you know and if both of those guys are healthy going into the offseason I think that's going to be a huge uh, boost in and of itself uh, you, you always want the victory I, we know this yes. um, but at some point in your coaching life or playing life you're going to have to coach with incremental progression we're getting better so we can earn a victory it seems like you're moving in the right direction there i know it's frustrating because you keep losing guys but how does that feel for you to i guess not change expectation but just coach through what you're going through. yeah I, th I think you want to be process oriented more so than ever and and focus on the daily improvement the things that are in alignment with the standards that you want to be able to uphold and it's a balance you know of, of being able to do those things while also say okay within the framework of, of who we have available you know what are the things that that we can do that we can find those tangible things that are in alignment with seeing that improvement and yeah you know the amount of work that goes into every single week to marco you know this as well as i do you want to be able to do everything in your power to try to win that game but when you don't how do you make sure that it's not so deflating that you can't take some small victories out of that to be able to continue to move forward with the right mindset and mentality that's in alignment with improvement and also then putting you closer and closer to uh, getting those results that you want you know you talk about it all the time if, if the process is right eventually the results take care of themselves there's a lot of things that go on in this game that are out of our control a lot of the injuries sometimes the bounce of a ball a call by an official and so how much can we really focus on the things that are in our control expend our emotional and physical energy on those things and then see where where uh, where that leaves us at the end of this Sounds like you're crafting messaging for this facility as much as you are a game plan week to week. Yeah, and and that is uh, that's been a very different thing. And you know, I, I think uh, what I've been so fortunate and blessed with JB is that in the five years we have had small adversities. You know, those small setbacks that enable you to be able to still you know have very consistent messaging, but you know you're able to snap out of it quicker. Um, there, there's been a lot of different things that have occurred that have related or that have resulted in the amount of adversity we face 
case this year. And uh, and that has, you know, altered the way that you kind of go about your rhythm and your routine throughout the course of the week and where you're best needed as it relates to, you know, for this team as a head coach, not exclusively just being involved in offense, defense, or special teams. And so uh, I'm certainly learning a whole lot. Uh, things that, you know, I would prefer not to learn, but I think it is going to be beneficial in the long term. And, um, you know, these, these are, these are parts of it. You know, it was, it was, you know, beneficial to be able to talk to coach Reed yesterday, a guy that's been doing it at such a high level for such a long period of time, but also who has experienced some of the different highs and lows and, and his perspective and his wisdom is beneficial. And, um, and, you know, you just take it a day at a time and, and try to be present. Great coach, great environment. Uh, you know, it's weird, like striking that right tone because, it's weird when I see Bobby Wagner walking up the tunnel. I mean, that is a legend. That's one of the guys. You know what football means to them. So you've got a good job, Bobby, and you also have to say, good job, A.J. Akuri. Different motivations while you're playing the game, but you have to strike the right tone between them. That's that's rough to do. It's like you're reading my mind. You know, those are the things of how do you make sure that you're always and you're always going to be authentic and genuine, but you want to make sure that you know your messaging is in alignment with and you know reaching the team and and how that relates to guys that are in different parts of their careers or getting opportunities that maybe it's it's a first for them. And striking that balance is always a challenge, but I think it all starts with connecting with guys and and being authentic and genuine and sincere and, and that's all we try to do picking up on the first there perkins had his first nfl touchdown we talked about that jacob harris gets his first nfl reception on a fake punt How about and a throw that? from riley dixon yeah it was a great job you know it was an excellent job by ben skaronic recognizing the look as the pp to be able to allow us to have the green light right there and um you know great job by by riley and and jacob being able to make that play uh you know great throw with, with the conditions a little bit windy down there in arrowhead <laughs> and he drove it right through and, and jacob did a great job stepping back to it and getting the first down and that was a big play yeah there was a lot that went right for you guys i mean stealing possessions from kansas city like the anatomy of how to win on the road when you're an underdog yeah. i mean there's a lot of things that you did right just a few more things that you have to go through yeah, before you get those to be wins. able to capitalize yeah. on that first turnover that we had um you know when we end up recovering the you know the muff punt and and that was a big opportunity to be really close to just even being in field goal range we ended up taking the sack on second down and uh, you know, or on that early down, and, and that was a tough deal when you when you take it on that first play, and it sets you back. And so, um, but I thought special teams. There was a lot of bright spots yesterday from them. One of the things that stands out, Michael Hoyt as an edge defender, is intriguing given his skill set. We saw a bit of it in New Orleans, a whole lot more of it yesterday in Kansas City. Yeah, and I think you're going to continue to see some of those things. I thought uh, he did a great job. You know, Thad Bogardis did a great job getting him up to speed quickly. He's such a conscientious guy with a relentless motor, uh, was able to make a lot of plays and, and getting him on the field. You could definitely feel his presence being made and uh, and his presence was felt. And I was uh, I was encouraged with Michael Hoyt yesterday. Those are my favorite type guys, those positionless guys. Hey, go. can you play no? Sure. Can you play outside <laughs> linebacker? Absolutely. Yes. Can you run down kickoff? Sure. Absolutely. Love those type of guys. More you can do. Absolutely. He's going to want to throw the next pass. Be careful. Um, <laughs> Nick Scott, hardest hitting safety in the NFL. How does that ring true for you? I, I think he, you know, he's he's definitely up there in that yeah. conversation. The way that he plays, the passion that he displays, the pride that he plays with, snap in and snap out. Love Nick Scott. Um, you know, he has been outstanding. I think, you know, you talk about the, you know, just the positive momentum that he was able to build playing a lot of safety Yes, last year year in the latter parts of the year making key and critical plays he and Weddle on the back end um, and then I think he's picked up 
right where he left off and he's made a huge impact in a positive way on our team and uh, just the way that he approaches day in and day out but man he is a guy that can definitely cap off from depth does a great job of being able to keep his head out of those tackles as well and hitting guys in the strike zone but uh, he's a physical violent football player without a doubt and it's a great interception yeah. that he had in, you know in the red area as well big time shutting him down in the red zone it's getting huge. the pick that was huge big time yeah I mean really shut that crowd up I was just going to say that Pacheco kid is tough to get up from those hits second toughest guy on the field next to you getting hit in the chin like there, that there you go <laughs> before I move to Seattle anything yeah. you want to follow up no. on Kansas City uh, no just um, just leaving the field uh, shaking hands with everyone um, it, it, does it make you appreciate where you've been you know not the Super Bowl but just having games go the way you wanted yeah, to yeah. yeah I mean really you realize of course it does you know the perspective you know what a blessing it's been what a challenging thing this this has been um, you know all of it is is part of the learning experience um, as you continue to accumulate that and, and apply it in the right ways but you know to say that this year hasn't been challenging humbling in so many different ways um, it has and it does make you appreciate those good times it also tries to you know remind you of that you know why don't you worry about the things that you can control learn from you know this year as much as you possibly can while still being in the moment and competing to the best of the of your ability as a coach for these players and for these coaches um, as we finish this thing off the right way uh, these last six weeks Maybe the familiar colors of the Seattle Seahawks can get those competitive juices going at SoFi Stadium. Six and five currently Seattle on the outside of the NFC playoff picture for the moment. Uh, reading press clippings from around the league, given what Josh Jacobs and the Raiders did to them and some other teams lately, it seems like the book is run it down their throat. And it's never as easy as that, I'm sure. Um, but as you get into the tape, uh, what do you make of the Seahawks so far? Yeah, I think it's, you know, it's hard for me to say quite yet because we're just going to get into the tape really after we finish up. You know, a lot of it today is the early parts of the day are your injuries you're wrapping up yesterday's game um, seeing what it looks like as far as your personnel and then you start to really flip on the tape um, you know of the Seahawks and that's exactly what I'll get going on uh, you know after we finish up today. Uh, Geno Smith I guess you can say when you get the right guy in the right environment he flourishes yeah he's done a great job you know I think Shane's done an excellent job being able to mix up personnels um, you know being able to get a bunch of different people involved offensively obviously they've done a great job running the football um, and and you know Gino has been uh, really impressive I've always thought he was a really talented thrower um, great ability to be able to throw in rhythm you know off schedule outside the pocket can really change his arm slot and make all types of throws but um, Shane's done an excellent job obviously close friend you know being being here with us and being such a significant part Part of a lot of the success that we've had in previous years and uh, happy to see those guys doing well except for when we play <laughs> and it is odd how the schedule shaped up right in the nfc west you had san francisco front loaded seattle back loaded two of your final six games yeah it'll be interesting so we'll get a chance to really dive into these guys today jb and uh looking forward to going out and, and competing and uh you know seeing these guys play as well as they possibly can all right, well, sorry for the latest injury news, but uh, looking forward to seeing you at SoFi Stadium back at home in Inglewood. For DeMarco, I'm JB. He's Sean McVay, and this is the Coach McVay Show, presented by Microsoft Surface. Take that on the field with you. Yeah. <laughs>